This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 258. It's the 2021 Hurricane Net Show, recorded live on Thursday, May the 6th, 2021. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, Julio Ripple. WD4R, Rob Macedo, KD1CY, and Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, and we'll take your calls live later in the show. Last week, Connor Dickey, KD5LSV, was here to talk about the Bradley University Amateur Radio Club. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. And uh, don't forget, you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW every Saturday afternoon at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And the frequency for WTWW is 5085 a.m. So uh, get your Skywarn and Hurricane preparedness questions ready to go if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call after the interview by telephone, and here is the number, and we'll give that out a few more times uh, before it's time to call, but uh, we'll give you the number so you can have it ready to go. It's 859-982-7373. Again, 859 982 7373. If you have a question, give us a call tonight later on in the show. Uh, you can also tweet us whenever you like, uh, at Ham Talk Live, or you can, uh, type into the comments on Spreaker and we'll see those on the screen here as well as we go throughout the evening. And, uh, we'll do that with, uh, Bobby, Julio, Rob, and Lloyd right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. The great outdoors is calling. Get outside and under the stars with one of ICOM's ultimate SDR transceivers. Stay connected while off the grid. The IC705 is the perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great indoors and outdoors. It's the perfect QRP companion. This base station has features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 76 centimeters and weighs in at just under two pounds. It has a 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, five watts out with a battery, 10 watts with a power supply, single sideband, CWAM, FM, and full D-Star functions, micro USB connector, Bluetooth wireless LAN and micro SD card slot, and integrated GPS with antenna and GPS locker. The perfect accessory is the optional backpack with a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories accessories for soda activations or a day in the park. Visit the IC705 webpage to view accessories and free software available for download. Or create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. It has a 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, dual watch operation, and full duplex operation in satellite mode. Visually seize the VHF-UHF world with ICOM's IC9700. 
Heard it, worked it, logged it. ICOM's IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before the various receiver stages to reduce the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 is the radio that changed the way entry-level HF is designed. It has 15 discrete bandpass filters and that large 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. The real HF fun starts here. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Ham Talk Live is on your side with traffic and weather together on the 8s. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show. Check them out at icomamerica.com slash amateur online and check out their fine products. We welcome you back to Ham Talk Live tonight. Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, Julio Ripple, WD4R, Rob Macedo, KD1CY. And Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, join us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. Uh, Bobby is the net manager for the Hurricane Watch Net. He's held that position since 2013, and he now lives in Stark Vegas, I mean Starkville, Mississippi. And uh, Julio is the assistant coordinator for WX4NHC, the National Hurricane Center Amateur Radio Station. And he lives in Miami, Florida. Rob Macedo is the Director of Operations for the Voice Over IP Hurricane Net. And since 2004, he's also been involved with the VoIP Skywarn Hurricane Net that supports WX4NHC. And he's in Bedford, Massachusetts. And Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, is the Public Information Officer for the Voice Over IP Hurricane Net. He's been a net control for the Hurricane Net since 2004, and he is now in Arkansas City, Kansas. So, guys, uh, welcome back to the show, and thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to be here. Well, it's getting about that time, and uh, so we need to talk about some hurricane preparedness and uh, that's that's what we want to take a look at tonight. And of course, COVID nineteen does not stop hurricanes. <laughs> You'd think we could just handle one tragedy at a time, but no, it it doesn't uh, work that way. So, uh, Lloyd, what what should hams do to prepare to uh, participate in these hurricane nets? Well. First off, they should be prepared for not only their well-being, but their family. Uh, you can't help someone if you're distracted by the goings-on in, in Arc City, Kansas. So prepare locally to take care of yourself. Uh, then prepare your station to talk to Bobby and uh, other people uh, doing disaster communications. But more importantly, the uh, people that you're talking to, be in a position to help them give them information, timely information that is accurate information so that they can take care of themselves as well. Yeah, you always uh, make sure you have some uh, supplies and, and you're ready first because you don't want to be out in the middle of uh, something and, and have to run back home. So always uh, take care of yourself and, and then then we can talk about uh, – deployment or or whatever uh, the case may be although uh with the hurricanes a lot of times it's just uh sending in the report so we'll we'll talk about that as as we go along uh 19 also changes planning and training and i know uh there's always the big seminar of, of hurricane preparedness and the hurricane forecast and everything that that uh, happens each year. So, what changes have taken place uh, because of the pandemic? How how has that changed the quote, quote unquote normal routine of of training and preparing? 
uh, locally uh, and statewide and regionally and nationwide, uh, emergency managers in those three zones have adapted uh, virtual operations, um, such as I just uh, finished a deployment to the virtual Pacific Northwest working COVID plans. So there you have uh, the one example of how things have changed. Yes, you need to have uh, boots on turf, uh, giving shots to people, but the planning section doesn't have to be necessarily boots on turf. They can be virtual um, planning the various uh, operations. Going to the to into deeper, uh, someone living in a hurricane zone should have a plan, a disaster plan, um, for when they have to uh, evacuate from a hurricane, where are you going to go? How are you going to live? Uh, do you have 72 hours uh, stock of food, supplies, medicine to get you through? And I say 72 hours, rarely do you need more than 72 hours. But um, in those rare occasions, you might have to have a week's worth, um, even for power outages in Oklahoma. We saw that this year. So make your plan, uh, practice the plan, go on a vacation and take your supply kit with you and see if it works. Uh, and if you're going to evacuate for COVID, where are you going to go? Are the, are the hotels COVID, uh, welcoming or are you, um, going to have to sleep in a park in a tent, uh, while a hurricane passes your home and you're in, uh, smoky mountains of, uh, Kentucky? Yeah, all uh, all good information, and you just you just don't know. You, you have to prepare for the uh, unpreparable, and <laughs> you don't always know what's going to happen. So I'm not sure who wants to take this one. Uh, th- this is this is uh, probably the one that. Uh, that takes the biggest leap of faith here. Uh, what are we predicting for this hurricane season? What What are the meteorologists saying? Bobby, you want to take that? Yeah, yeah I'll be happy to. Uh, <laughs> that's probably, probably the $65 million question. Uh, as I've always loved to say, about the time we think we have Mother Nature figured out, she always loves to change her mind. Um, uh who would have ever thought that 2020 would have um, been sort of a repeat of 2005 with the number of storms we had? Uh, I mean, 30 storms in one season. Uh, I thought 2005 with 28 uh, was, was plenty. <laughs> but uh, uh, right now, the, uh, a few weeks ago, there were some updates as far as the uh, from the National Hurricane Center of changing their yearly average. Um uh, right now, they're going to start going by the yearly average, uh, going from uh, 1991 to 2020, with an average uh, total name storms of 14, seven of those uh, being hurricanes, with three of those becoming a Category 3 or stronger. On April 8th, uh, Dr. Philip Glocksback out at um, Colorado State made his uh, first uh, prediction for this season, calling for uh, another active season calling for 17 named storms, eight to become hurricanes, with four of those becoming a Cat 3 or stronger. A tropical storm risk, which is I think is a group over in uh, Europe uh, on the April 13th, has basically got the same forecast, 18, excuse me, 17, 8, but they're calling for three Category 3 or stronger uh, hurricanes. Uh, NOAA will be making their um, uh, first uh, uh, predictions a little bit later on this month. Uh, but bottom line, whether we have 17, five, or even one, just remember, we go back to what it was uh, 1992. There was only one landfalling hurricane that season. That was Andrew. And that was more than plenty. So, yes, it uh, was. So, uh, <laughs> and, and I know Julio can attest to that because he got hammered. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, you know, we always like to say, uh, hope for the best, but the prayer for the worst. Yeah. And Julio, I think you were going to chime in there. So, so go ahead. You're, you're there in Miami. So you're, you're probably hearing this on the news every night. 
Oh, you you bet, Neil. And uh, Bobby was very accurate saying that uh, it only takes one bad hurricane to ruin your year. And mine was 1992 Hurricane Andrew that ripped half the roof off my house and about 300,000 other homes in South Florida uh, suffered major damage. I mean, it, it took more than six months uh, for me to rebuild my house and many places never really recovered. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to do a real quick recap on what um, WX4NHC did for 2020 uh, with the Hurricane Center. And uh, 2020 was the nightmare scenario that no one could imagine, a, you know, a pandemic worse in the last 100 years, and then a record-breaking hurricane season, you know, with the 30 named storms, 13 hurricanes, six major hurricanes, and 12 of them actually hitting the U.S. Uh, mainland. So it was the first year ever in 40 years that we worked hurricanes and we were not inside the hurricane center. That was com a complete change that, uh, well, didn't surprise everybody because we had COVID since March, but we had to retool every which way we could to not only gather reports, but how to report and submit them in for review by the hurricane specialist there. So we set up this whole network uh, with the Hurricane Center's help. And, uh, and let me tell you, uh, our, our director, uh, Ken Graham, WX4KEX, is fantastic. And he understands ham radio very well. And he has his uh, Yezu handheld right there on his desk in the Hurricane Center. But we work virtually from our home stations the entire season. And we actually did very well. I and mean, we got reports, hundreds of reports through all the hurricanes. Uh, and sometimes we had all WX4NHC operators that have moved out of Miami area. So they thought they could never help again. And they were working from the Virgin Islands as far north as Delaware. And they were able to relay the stations to, you know, from the Hurricane Watch Net, from the BYP Hurricane Net, and even Echolink and all these other modes all the way through. So... With no surprise, 2021 season, because COVID is still active, very active here in South Florida, we're going to be working remotely again. Back to you, Neil. Yeah, it's um, it, it makes you <laughs> it makes you improvise, and, and I guess that's a good thing to, for preparation. But uh, it's uh, I'm sure you'd be more comfortable. Uh, doing what you had originally trained for and that's to be um on site but um thankfully uh, us hams are, are innovative and, and we we adapt to uh what's going on so uh thanks for for all of your work on that well rob let's talk about the different ways that hams can connect to this and and you're in massachusetts so you're not exactly you know in in the direct line of fire uh but yet you're dealing with the hurricane net so let's talk a little bit about how hams wherever they are uh can help and participate in the hurricane nets and and i'll let you take the voice over ip side since that's your thing yeah, so so few things. So number one, um, you know, here in Massachusetts, like you say, we're you know certainly not getting them like Florida and the Gulf Coast, et cetera. But we can get tropical systems and even landfalling hurricanes in our area. Now it's been a while. It's, it'll be thirty years um, in August nineteenth when we get to August nineteenth, twenty twenty one. It'll be thirty years since the last landfalling hurricane in southern New England, which was Hurricane Bob in 1991 and that name was retired because of the amount of damage that it did um right actually uh, where i live uh, i had not moved here yet um but uh, in new bedford massachusetts uh, uh it was near the landfall point it was on the northeast corridor of hurricane bob and was one of the hardest hit areas of um southern new england from 
uh, that hurricane. Uh, we've had some close brushes in the last 30 years, um, but they were always uh, tropical storms or not quite making landfall. Uh, Hurricane Edward in 96 was 100 miles off the coast of Nantucket. It brought hurricane force conditions to Nantucket. Um, but just tropical storm force conditions in southeast New England. And then you fast forward into more recent times, we had tropical storm Irene in 2011. Um, Hurricane Sandy, despite being way down in New Jersey, brought um, hurricane force wind gusts into southern New England, um, particularly Rhode Island and southeast Massachusetts, with some of the worst storm surge flooding since Hurricane uh, Bob. Uh, in 2012. And then last year, we got a pretty strong brush from uh, then tro- tropical storm Isaias, which made landfalls a hurricane in eastern North Carolina. We had quite a bit of wind damage and power outages, especially in western Mass and Connecticut, but pockets of damage and wind gusts over 60 miles an hour here in, in eastern Massachusetts as well. So we can get tropical systems here, but certainly not as frequently as our is uh, Julio and and folks uh, uh, down south. So with that, you know, part of our reason for getting involved was to have that connection with Julio and team and team in that scenario. If we had um, hurricane force conditions or a hurricane directly making landfall with our area. Um, so a number of us got involved, and with Echolink and IRLP, not only can we have folks here in New England, we've had people uh, from as far away as Australia. Our technical coordinator, VK3JED, Tony Langdon, has in the past taken net control during the overnight shift when it's during his daytime. And he's also brought some technical skills to bear. So for the first time in um, over uh, in, in a number of years, uh, Tony was more involved this year, more on the technical side, allowing us to connect. Um, Lloyd has helped us quite a bit as well in this area, connecting up modes like All Star and um, uh, Fusion and DMR, et cetera. Um, Tony took it to kind of a, a further level, working uh, uh, with his own resources and coordinating with Lloyd and some of his efforts that he had done. And we actually were able to connect all the modes um, in on our network. Um, so having DMR and DSTAR and um, All-Star and Fusion and there were others um, all in on our system at the same time during some of the landfalling hurricanes in September and October. So kind of bringing all the other VOIP modes to bear. So what's nice about these modes, right, is you don't – when they're available, because certainly, you know, if you look at a couple of the hurricanes we had, um, it's not going to allow VOIP and the Internet to be up. But in the areas where it's available or if it's available close enough to the affected area so that you can have direct RF to the area and then bring it up through um, the VOIP nets, it's been it's worked out pretty well. Uh, we've been able to add those modes in and we can have people from all across the globe help during uh, um, activations. They don't have to be. Uh, on the U.S. East Coast or near the affected area, they could be. It could be a system in Florida or the Caribbean islands, and people in Massachusetts can help. People in California can help. People in Australia or Europe could help in in certain scenarios. So it can kind of bring an international radio response um, to uh, hurricanes um, using uh, the VOIP modes when uh, they're available or available close enough to the area's uh, hardest hit. So. Um, that's uh, some of the things that uh, we're able to bring uh, from a VOIP standpoint. Okay. And, Bobby, uh, you want to talk about uh, on HF, uh, again, uh, how can people connect to the hurricane nets? Where can they find you, and and what can they do? Yeah, real fine. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the COVID wall. You know, uh, COVID doesn't stop hurricanes. Well, uh, for a number of years, uh, uh, folks may remember that the Hurricane Washington was just strictly a, a 20-meter-only net. Uh, work, uh, uh, when we were on 20 meters, we operated on uh, 14 decimal 325. But uh, when I became that manager back in uh, 2013, the first thing I did is I turned us into a 24-hour net uh, when, when needed to be. Uh, because, you know, there again, storms don't care about the time. They don't care about COVID. They don't care about you know, whatever. Uh, Mother Nature's going to do what she wants to do. So um, what we're doing is working uh, uh, 14.325 during the daytime, 72.68 on 40 meters at nighttime. And when the band conditions uh, warrant, uh, which past few years, we, they, 
uh, conditions, let's just be honest, on 20, it's not been that good. Uh, there's been times we've have been having to operate uh, both bands simultaneously. But um, thankfully, we've got a large group of uh, members uh, uh, covering uh, a good portion of the eastern part of the United States. Uh, we have members uh, across, might as well say, eight countries. we got uh, not here in the United States, but we have some up in Canada, uh, Bermuda, uh, uh, Honduras, Venezuela, Aruba, and uh, uh, we're looking towards to expanding our group even further west uh, to as, as propagation changes. So, uh, but uh, that's where where you can find us at. And also, if you're not able to uh, uh, listen in uh, or hear what's going on, we also have on our website at uh, hwn.org. Uh, we do have some links for some uh, 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 streaming audio. Uh, there's some uh, uh, various groups that allowed us to have uh, links uh, to their receivers to so they can uh, uh, be, be able to hear what's actually going on on the air on uh, whichever band we happen to be operating on. Okay, very good. Well, for those of you out there who are, uh, can listen and uh, participate, you know, uh, if you have uh, the ability, listen, listen, and, and then listen. And um, you never know when you might be called upon to uh, to chime in and uh, and give some reports or uh, take care of uh, who knows what. <laughs> so uh, give give both of these nets a listen uh, on HF on, on VOIP and uh, and help out uh, wherever you can. All right. Well, we're going to take a break right now. And uh, when we come back, uh, Lloyd's going to talk to us about a uh, special celebration that's uh, coming up. So we'll talk about that and take your calls live at 859-982-7373. So I'll be back with this uh, Skywarn panel tonight right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. PL259s? Anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the 10th one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connectors so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, Young Ham of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of youth in ham radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on ARNewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73, from Amateur Radio Newsline. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Right now, you could be sitting on a beach, sipping a drink with an umbrella in it, and enjoying the good life. But instead, you've decided to listen to Ham Talk Live. So we thank you. And now here's Neil Rapp with more of the show. 
Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show. They bring you Ham Talk Live every week. Coming up on the Ham Fest calendar, they do have a couple in June. Newberry, Michigan, June 12th. Monroe, Michigan, June 20th. Or visit pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And before we get back to uh, the Skywarn crew here, it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, a part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I fell asleep on a big stack of QST magazines last night. I woke up with back issues. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. So that's why I keep waking up with back issues. <laughs> Thank you, Rick, and uh, we'll, we'll hear from Rick again uh, next time. Uh, but right now, it's time for your call. So if you have a question for our Hurricane Net experts, give us a call right now. Now is the time to call 859-982-7373. Or you can tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us because we're doing this live on Thursday night. Uh, Lloyd, you mentioned a, a special anniversary celebration coming up. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, who doesn't remember the movie Twister? Who? Now, that movie, if you um, had um, been alive back then, 25 years ago, that movie is um, is was produced 25 years ago, and it started out showing what it was like 25 years before um, with uh, the different technology that was in place back then. Uh, my blog, kc5fm.blogspot.com, this week I took the movie 25 years later and, and retraced the steps of what the Weather Enterprise has become now. Now, the movie Twister Museum, the Twister the Movie Museum in Waukeda, Oklahoma, is celebrating 25 years of that movie, May the 15th at 10 o'clock. So come to Waukeda, get your all bags packed. Uh, I checked the uh, forecast for Waukeda on the 15th. It's going to be partly cloudy and about 85. So come on, enjoy some sun. <laughs> and that, uh, and that uh, movie Twister Museum 25th anniversary cow another cow <laughs> all right well there you go wakita oklahoma yes the movie was actually filmed there uh they did some major destruction to the uh to the place and the movie people rebuilt it and uh wakita got a, a kind of a facelift out of the job all right well there you go so uh it, it, it's time for twister i was just telling the guys before the show i i was just hooking up the surround sound at the new place and uh we decided that we needed to test it out so we pulled out twister and uh <laughs> got the surround sound going and uh, it sounded pretty good so there you go well, we've got a couple of other things uh, to talk about here, and um, Julio, let's go over to you because I know you've got uh, some things that uh, people can uh, participate in as well. Well, yes, uh, we're going to uh, be doing our annual station test on May 29th uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't ask me about Zulu. I'd have to bring out my calculators. Uh <laughs> But And we'll be doing uh, as many modes as possible because, remember, we're working remotely. 
but we'll definitely be doing uh, HF, uh, VOIP. We'll have um, an hour on the VOIP uh, net that Rob will run, a, a, basically a formal net, which is a good practice for everybody to get in there, check it, and we'll exchange a report. And uh, we'll be handling uh, uh, WinLink. And also throughout Florida, we have a system called SARNET, S-A-R-N-E-T, which are a combination of, I think there are up to 28 repeaters that are UHF all the way from the Florida Keys down south to the capital up north in Tallahassee. Mostly EOCs are all interconnected. So we'll be on that as well. So uh, I invite everybody to participate. It's just an informal event just to check out equipment and signal reports and things like that. And uh, uh, one other thing about the 2020 season, how much it was challenging working remotely and learning new things. Well, one of the things we learned was after we used up all 21 names of hurricanes and went to the Greek alphabet, and we learned that Zeta comes before Ada, and Iota comes after Theta. Okay. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's not, even in al- it's not even in alphabetical order, but it is in Greek. It, <laughs> yeah, ahead, and it's all Greek to me. So there you go. That's right. All right. And Rob, we, we ran down what you can do, but we didn't give all the, the locations of, of all of those nodes. So uh, take it away, Rob. Yeah, so, uh, well, mainly, uh, so we will be shifting to weekly with the VOIP Hurricane PrepNet, which meets on, uh, it'll be weekly starting um, on the first Saturday in June. It'll be weekly through June through November at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 0-100 hours UTC uh, on the star WX underscore talk star Echolink conference node 7203 IRLP 9219 uh, system. And then during activations, we plan to bring in a lot of the various uh, uh, modes, All-Star, DMR, Brandmeister, P25, YSF, D-Star, Fusion, et cetera, through uh, some of the efforts of uh, Tony, VK3, JED. And then there's always listen-only capability when we're are doing uh, activations. Uh, uh, we're also always interested in getting net controls. So if you're interested, uh, you can email me at kd1cy at voipwx.net, and we can see about getting you signed up for the uh, um, uh, net as needed. Uh, as Julio mentioned, we'll be on for the communications test. Uh, we'll get with him on the uh, <clears throat> time window and uh, uh, we'll uh, always a uh, pleasure to have them on for the communications test. And uh, uh, we've always worked with them as well during the Sky One Recognition Day event uh, uh, in December as well. So uh, just a, a few uh, uh, comments there about where our net meets, both during activations and during uh, uh, regular nets. And, and again, we can use all, all folks. And, and also, if there's hams, you know, for example, you might be in Nebraska or you might be in New York, but you may have relatives or family or, or no other hams in the affected area of hurricanes. If you, if you know folks and you can get them to provide you information and, and reports and any pictures, et cetera, of, of the damage and whatever, um, that is very helpful to us as well to get that into the hands of Julio um, so to relay to the forecasters in the Hurricane Center because – um, from both the Hurricane WatchNet and our net, um, there have been a number of times during the course of the last hurricane season where our reports uh, go right into the Hurricane Center advisories and updates and credit amateur radio for uh, their for the support. So um, this data is it helps the forecasters with the warning process and it gets uh, gets us uh, credit for performing a great public service. All right, so that's how you can uh, participate, and uh, you can also participate by calling 859-982-7373 right now, and uh, we have some tweets and some comments to get to, so we'll get to those in just a second, but uh, if you want to give us a call, that's the phone number, 859 
982-7373. Well, first of all, my friend Andy, AA0WX, is listening tonight, and he's in Florida. He, he, he just bounces around all over the place and says, say hi to Rob for me. And he uh, ran uh, Relay from Puerto Rico uh, for Hurricane Matthew into Florida and uh, spent many hours last year on both 20 and 40 uh, meter hurricane watch nets and uh so we appreciate all of your work andy and and we know of especially of all your work down in uh puerto rico so so thank you for that all right let's see we've got a tweet but we have a call on the line right now so let's go to the phones good evening welcome to ham talk live good evening my friends uh my name is eddie mishevich and my call sign is Kilo Bravo 3, Yankee Romeo uniform. And I live up here in Periopolis, Fair County, in southwestern Pennsylvania, about uh, 30 miles uh, south of Pittsburgh. And we've been listening to the Hurricane Watch and that for quite a few years. I am the Aries Emergency Coordinator uh, for Fair County here in southwestern PA. And also... I'm in charge of nine counties in Southwest PA for the Southwest uh, District Skywarn Group. And we are under the direction of the National Weather Service Office in Pittsburgh. And what we do is we conduct our SETs with weather-related emergency-type scenarios. And this coming uh, October will be our fall one, and we're actually going to be including tropical storms uh, into the area. And I would like to uh, see if there was a way you guys could uh, participate or maybe uh, uh, give, like, a group talk or something to one of our Skywarn Zoom meetings. All right. Uh, Lloyd, do you want to take that one? I'd be happy to. Um, if you'd uh, shoot me an email, kc5fm at arrl.net, kc5fm at arrl.net. We'll try to help you out. Okay. That's uh, KC1 again, please. Uh, KC5. KC5 oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. K- KC5FM, Kilo Charlie 5, Foxtrot Mike at arrl.net. Or you can email Rob, Kilo Delta One Charlie Yankee KD One CY at ARRL dot net as well. Okay, okay, thank you very much, and um, you guys do a fantastic job. And uh, we try to get our guys from up here to contact uh, you uh, gentlemen down there for your station test. And Julio, you want to jump in there too? Uh, sure thing. Well, if you need any uh, input from uh, the uh, folks down at the Hurricane Center, you can also uh, look at our website, uh, wx4nhc.org, uh, or send us an email at wx4nhc.org, uh, and uh, we'll try to help out as well. Okay. Sounds, uh, sounds good, gentlemen, and thank you for all you do. Thank you very much for your uh, support in uh, Skywarn in Pennsylvania, and thanks for calling in tonight. Appreciate it. Well, I've been doing this 49 years, coming up on 50 as a Skywarn storm spotter. There you go. And, and, and you're still here yeah. to talk about it, so that's a good thing. I'm still here Thanks to so talk much. about it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All Thank right. You. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Twitter here. We have Chris, W4NRG, and uh, Chris says, Obviously, hurricanes bring huge winds. What antennas are the best for getting through these storms? Something indoors? Uh, something on the ground? What? What's your... Uh, or, or tie the dipole tight in the trees? What? What's... What's the recommendation for antennas in, in hurricane force winds? Anybody want to take that one? Uh, I can I can talk a little bit about that, Neil. I've been through several hurricanes here in, in Miami, 
uh, all the way from 1965 with Betsy that cut our house in half when I was a kid. So uh, as far as antennas and what we use at the Hurricane Center and what we've experienced with, um, the wire antennas have a higher rate of survivability because they flex. And uh, we have triple backup at the Hurricane Center where we would have uh, our main dipole on a 100-foot tower. Let's say we get the worst scenario. We get a Cat 5 like Andrew come through. It takes everything out, including our towers and our uh, verticals and our beam antennas. Our last resort is we actually have a long wire antenna with a portable antenna tuner that let's say the whole thing comes down, we can put that out in a matter of a few minutes and we're back on HF. And so that's what we recommend is wire antennas. Uh, every other antenna, and we have specially designed antennas that are rated at 150 mile per hour winds, uh, but still things bend, things break. Wires, they flex and fly and do, do pretty well, even though they don't have a lot of gain. But sometimes you just need to get the signal out. Okay. And Andy, AA0WX, uh, says the same thing. Wire. Uh, very easy to replace and cheap. So there you go. Uh, pr- probably n- not uh, a huge HF Yagi, although those are nice for all the other times. But uh, those things can, can really twist around. So. So there are some ideas, Chris. So thank you for writing in and uh, appreciate you uh, taking time to listen tonight and uh, and join us. So, well, guys, we're we've filled up the time. We're we're out of time here. Um, uh, we could go on and on all night, but uh, any last uh, comments here? We'll just go around the horn again. Um, any any final words? Uh, let's go with Bobby first. Yeah, real fine. First off, uh, thanks for inviting us on here tonight, uh, Neil. Uh, a couple of quickies. Uh, uh, there's been a couple of changes from the Hurricane Center this year. Julio um, uh, mentioned about the uh, Greek alphabet. Uh, with all the confusion, especially last year, this is the last year they'll. Or last year was the last year they'll be using the Greek alphabet. If we run out of uh, letters, uh, they'll actually uh, send uh, send. Uh, create a new set of names uh, to use uh, to, to instead of using the uh, Greek alphabet uh, starting this year. Also, um, uh, starting um, next Saturday, uh, May the 15th, the National Hurricane Center will actually start uh, issuing the uh, tropical weather outlook uh, for the Atlantic and Eastern Pacific. Generally, the um, uh, tropical weather outlook it doesn't start being posted until June the 1st when the actual uh, Atlantic hurricane season starts. But due to uh, the past few seasons with some uh, early uh, season storms, they decided to go ahead and start on the 15th of May, uh, start uh, posting the tropical weather outlook. And if there happens to be any storms, uh, then, you know, uh, also advisors as well. And uh, if you want to get those via email, we have that on our website, hwn.org. have a link on the left-hand side uh, for uh, a weather email. And for those who may want to uh, sign up to be, uh, uh, become a uh, net control operator, uh, there's a link on that uh, left-hand side called uh, net control information. All right. And uh, Lloyd? I would uh, advise folks in the United States especially, uh, if you are not weather aware in your locale, find your local National Weather Service Warning Forecast Office. You can go to weather.gov, type your zip code in the search box, and it will bring you the weather forecast office uh, that serves your location for that zip code. Become friends with them. They can save your life. They literally can save your life with watches, warnings, preparedness information. Uh, Get to know them. Make them your buddy. And uh, then help us uh, with with Hurricane WatchNet or the VOIPWX.net. Help us help other people uh, be safe during hurricanes. Thank you for having us on. All right, Julio. Well, I would like to stress for everybody to please volunteer. Uh, 
you don't need to be in a hurricane-affected area to volunteer. Uh, we've had relay stations as far north as Canada become vital in relaying uh, reports from, like, Bermuda that we could not hear down here in Florida or anywhere else. We've had stations like in St. Lucia that were uh, able to talk to Grenada on 40 meters HF that we couldn't hear and then go back on VOIP and relay the report. So no matter what, you can become a very vital station and relay things firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand, and the message still gets all the way down to the hurricane center. So please volunteer. Uh, your report might be the most important report. Thank you. All right. And Rob, I guess you're getting the final word tonight. Well, again, I want to thank you for having us. And it's always great to hear uh, Bobby and uh, Julio and uh, Lloyd uh, be with us. Um, I, I think I just want to echo what Julio said, but, you know, volunteer. Uh, there's definitely different ways to help being that control operator. If you've got friends, relatives, other hams that are in affected areas of hurricanes and you maintain contact with them during hurricanes, getting them their reports and, and sending them into us can be vital to the uh, warning process. And, and it gives credit to amateur radio for performing a great public service. Um, check in on the WX4NHC communications test uh, Saturday, May 29th. Um, check in with us on the VOIP Hurricane Prep Net. Uh, we'll be weekly starting the first Saturday in June at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 0 hundred hours UTC. Uh, and if you're on HF and can relay reports into the Hurricane Watch Net to Bobby and team, be sure to, to do that as well. Many different ways to get the information out and uh, uh, stay involved. And also, I'll give a quick shout out to volunteer with your local Skyworn program because they're also active during tropical systems that don't quite get to hurricane strength but have the threats of severe weather and flooding that uh, can be, be uh, hazards at a local regional level for local regional Skyworn activation. So thanks for having us tonight, Neil, and uh, hope to hear some of you on the air, but hopefully not too much if uh, we have impending hurricanes during the se- during this season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. And uh, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, Julio Ripoll, WD4R, Rob Macedo, KD1CY, and Lloyd Colston, KC5FM, and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in, typing in. And I invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, when Greg Lappin, N9GL, and Dan Brown, W1DAN, will be here to talk about the new FCC RF exposure policy. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. And if you like Ham Talk Live, please leave a review wherever you listen. That helps other people find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Came right back to my CQ call The readability 5 and strength 9 You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine 